You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, yep. where we discuss the gray areas of the Christian faith, yep. asking questions that maybe you haven't considered, maybe you have, but all in all, bringing, like thoughts and, and opinions towards questions that people have that yep. we feel possibly get neglected in the church and we want to answer. You know, mm-hmm. God has answers for your questions and we really believe that they're able to be found. Yep. We hope you. We hope to bring uh, answers to questions that help you grow your faith and as well as give you peace. You know, a lot of those questions can be um, anxiety inducing um, and even cause you to lose your faith. So we're trying to Come and, and bring some peace and some uh, relief to a lot of that stress and a lot of those hard questions. So, yeah. yes, today we're talking about calling and destiny. So, uh, Ethan texted me when he was on Outration. He was like, bro, do you think your calling is something that is automatic? Like something that, like, has to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it something that you choose to walk in and you, like... Like you make happen. You make happen. Like you have to make right. it happen. You have to work towards it, Right. Um, so, for example, like, I, you can think of, like, uh, marriage. Like, is marriage something that I should, um, and I think this is, like, the biggest gray area, or one of the biggest gray areas, when it talks about this calling or destiny. Like, is it my, was it my destiny to marry this one person, or did I make it happen by marrying that one person? Right. Right? And all along, you were going to, if you look at time as being fixed, mm-hmm. then you were going to marry that person all mm-hmm. along, but you were the one that made, hit the question. Yeah. Um, you want to hit the AC real quick, by the way? Yeah, yeah. I want that in the background there. Yep. And then also, do your boy a favor and hand me some water, because I definitely forgot some. I don't have any water. You don't got any water either? No. It'll be a rough show. <laughs> got some uh, dry mouth here. I have a sip. You, have some? you guys can donate to us. Um, <laughs> we don't have water. any water, please. Send help. us water bottles. That'd be hilarious. Don't do that. Water, package of water bottles show up for us. <laughs> um, email us for the um, <laughs> yeah. address. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking about it, and I just had this like thought pop in my head like it is calling automatic and something that's like going to happen no matter what so mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter or is calling something that you like got a given an assignment that but then you have to make it happen yeah right so for instance like if i felt like i was called to be president of the united states mm-hmm. states obviously i'm going to then like think okay i should probably go to some schools and whatnot if i was really convinced about it but would I think that, like, okay, then no matter what, I'm going to be president? Mm. Or would I... Because then I probably wouldn't campaign as hard if I thought it was automatic. Mm. Or if I think, okay, I'm called to be president and I have to work for it, then I'm going to live my life a lot more differently, right? Mm. And so I think it's important to think about because, at least in the charismatic society... Or society. Charismatic society. Charismatic mm. parts of Christianity, mm. we tend to... I think we put a high emphasis on calling or purpose, Right, like at least in my experience growing up, it was like, yeah, definitely do find your calling. Like you have a purpose, find it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, awesome. What is it? Yeah. And you know what? Like, Show it to me. Yeah. Where are you me. hiding it? <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> but yeah, I think to myself like, oh, well, I'll just go on a rant real quick. With call, what? Is, what do we even mean by calling? We can start with that. Like, mm-hmm. what is a calling? What does that mean? Because oftentimes you hear people and they're like, I'm called to impact like thousands of people in this nation or mm-hmm. i'm called to start these orphanages and see thousands of people and i'm like look do all that that's fine but then i think to myself 
it's a bit peculiar that so many people in charismatic realm of Christianity are apparently called to be these amazing, well-known celebrity Christians. Hmm. You know? Like, I've never heard someone say, yeah, God's really called me to be a great salesman and an amazing father. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anyone say that. Yeah, I've only heard people say, like, man, God called me to this position of influence and amazing power. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, then I just think, well, we can't all be celebrities, right? right? We can't all be, we can't all be as famous as like Stephen Furtick, for example. No matter what you think about him, he's yeah. famous and known, right? Yeah. We and I think we can't all be as as transformative in the church as Martin Luther. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like really curious about this the concept Francis of Jan. right. Yeah. And this like concept of calling. And I'm not saying that no, that it's not possible. Mm-hmm. I'm just like genuinely curious. I'm like, guys, I'm curious about this. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Because, like, in the last 2,000 years of Christianity, you probably have less than 500 majorly influential characters. Mm-hmm. But now we have, like, maybe, like, many thousands of people thinking that they are going to be at that same level of mm-hmm. major influence and change. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'm kind of like, it's not impossible, but it just seems like that hasn't been the way things have been. Mm. It's totally possible that God would start doing this. Maybe it's such a time that the world is in now it needs this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like totally fine with that. There is a lot more Christians in the world today than there ever have been. So we do need a lot of people who can get people's attention to lead them to the cross. Like we do need a lot of people to get a lot of people's yeah. attention. Cause it's like, so I'm not saying it's impossible. Mm-hmm. I just really think about it a lot. Like, are we getting hyped up on emotionalism or mm-hmm. like excitement about like, preaching the message that then we think oh i got a word from the lord that you're gonna do this great thing or is, or is god actually gonna do it you know mm-hmm. i don't know i have no idea and time will tell yeah for most people but it's just like interesting like what do we mean by calling and then if someone's called to be this amazing missionary see millions of people transformed mm-hmm. then like is that going to happen automatically or they have mm-hmm. to go after it yeah and i think this can uh cause some problems too so some of this line of thinking can cause some problems when um we maybe hear God tell us something like he's called us to do something. Um, maybe you're called to be a teacher, right? Um, you're called to teach the Bible and then say 10 years of your life goes by and you think like, Lord, like this, this was your promise to me. Like I was supposed to be a teacher. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, it could just be that it's not your time yet. Right. Or it could be that God did call you to be a teacher, but the opportunities that he gave you, you were too afraid to follow. Or that you weren't paying attention, and so you didn't put in work to become mm-hmm. a teacher, right? You didn't go yeah. to school, or you didn't seek out those seeking those teaching opportunities, right? There's lots of youth groups, there's lots of churches, there's lots of like Bible studies you could have started, you could have done, you could have taken initiative and, and done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to become a teacher, to learn how to teach people, right? Um, so I think there are those two possibilities, right? right? I think when it comes to this question of is your calling your destiny something that's automatic or something work towards, I think that it's both, and it depends on your perspective, um, because you know you see both throughout all of Scripture, and we can go into some verses in a second. Um, but from God's perspective, right, God is outside of time, looking in on like this bubble of time, mm-hmm. right? He sees it from the beginning, and he sees us out into eternity, right? And he looks at our lives, at least here on Earth as a fixed amount of time and he sees 
our lives as being complete, at least if you're not an open theist, right? Yeah. He sees, <laughs> he sees your life as being complete. More on open theism in another episode. Yeah. He, like, he knows the future of all the choices that you're going to make and all the ones you could make, right, if you're a Molinist. Um, and... <laughs> More on Molinism in another, another episode. episode. <laughs> um, and... Sorry, that's complicated, but... Uh, um, we just uh, have to be so intellectually, like, specific yeah. that we know there's other things out there, so we have to yeah. explain what we um, mean. That he, he, you know, he knows those things, mm-hmm. but he sees it as like, this is what you always chose to do. This is your destiny. I created you knowing you would make these choices. That is your destiny, right? I've called you for a specific purpose to do this thing. And I saw you make that choice to do that thing and you did it. And now you are a great teacher or you are um, a great servant or you're a great at hospitality or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like you achieved what I had asked you to do or the gift I'd given you. You stewarded it well. You brought people into my kingdom, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so that would be someone like fulfilling their destiny based off of what God's called them to do from God's perspective. It's their destiny and they were always called to do it and they will always have achieved it or not achieved it. Right. But from our perspective, we see all of these things like as perceived choices to us. Mm-hmm. Right. Like God says to me and I'm inside of time, your calling is this thing. And then he asks me to work towards that thing. Right? Mm-hmm. He asks me to, to take a class. Or he asks me to start this group so I could teach, right? Right. He asks me to do that so that I can grow my calling. And now, if I just said, oh, it's automatic, I don't have to work towards this thing, it's just going to happen eventually, I wouldn't have the skills that I need to actually see that thing happen, right? If it wasn't taking the, actively taking the steps towards God to see that thing happen, then it probably would never happen, honestly. From, mm-hmm. from my perspective, people could disagree with me and say oh, it would happen eventually, or God would just fill me with the Holy Spirit and then I, it would have all the skills I need or something like right, that. Right, right, right. Um, but that's not what it is in my opinion, right? You see examples of Scripture all the time, like um, I'll read a couple passages. Um, one from uh, Revelations, and this is the ESV. This Revelations? Is Re- sorry, Revelation 3.20, my bad. <laughs> uh, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him um, and he with me. So it's an obvious choice, right? Like, I am knocking on the door. If you open, I'll come in and eat with you, right? Yeah. And so this is, like, from a human perspective of I have a choice and I can make an action to let him into, um, like, into that door to eat with me, to be with me, mm-hmm. to dwell with me, right? I get that choice. So it seems like from my perspective, I have a choice in what I want to do in relationship to Christ, right? In relation with him, I get to make that choice. It seems to be some kind of choice. And man, we can debate on that a lot. But um, and so, then, if you're a Calvinist, just turn off this episode. Yeah, just don't listen. We're talking about choice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'll like this verse though. This is a good one for you. Um, the next one I want to read is uh, Psalms uh, 138, eight. This is also ESV. Um, the Lord will fulfill His purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. So, like the very beginning, that says the Lord will fulfill His purposes for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this is God acting on my behalf. And it says that God will fulfill his purposes to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is Psalms 139 right after that 16. um, And it says, your eyes saw me before I was put together and all the days of my life were written in your book before any of them came to be. Right. So these verses are from God's perspective and from God's perspective, he created us. He knit us together. He knew the choices that we would make way before we made them, yeah. right? And so from all the, from both these verses in Psalms, from God's perspective, he will always accomplish his will 
and he knows all the steps we'll take and he numbered them our days before we even took them right he knit us together in uh, our mother's wombs and he knows like the choices we're gonna make yeah right and from his perspective his will will always be done we have choices it seems like from the bible right like the bible is literally a book about how we're supposed to live on this earth right Mm -hmm. and it says if you do this you'll be led to destruction you do this you'll be led to life right and there's a contrast of life and death all over even in the old testament with the sacrifices there's life in the blood right yeah and so of all these sacrifices there's life and so it's always this contrast of life and death and so why would god give us this book of how to make choices in our life if we weren't supposed to make choices because they mattered right right so from our perspective yeah, our choices matter, and we have to work towards the thing God calls us to. But from God's perspective, it's destiny. And because of those choices we made and because of what he's called us to do, he has also destined us to forever have chosen those things. Yeah, it's as if, like, if God says, I call you to be a teacher, and mm-hmm. then you continually walk in obedience to him yeah. and sensitivity to his spirit, you'll be making the choices that lead to that destination. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I have, like, so, so God's called you to something, and then you've taken the steps to then practically walk it out. Yeah. Right? And so it's kind of like, if you kind of think about someone who's like, from a kid, someone's like, their dad's like, hey, I want you to take over the business one day. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And then from and then they're, they agree to that, right? In their choice, they're like, yeah, I agree to taking over the business. Then they their dad will help them take like get in positions where they can learn the skills necessary or go to the schools necessary right but then the student or the, the kid then has to go to the school and do all the classes mm-hmm. right and the kid has to do all the homework or the kid can be trained how to do it but then he has to actually take ownership of it right so it's like a god commanding or god calling god leading mm-hmm. and then from that like us excuse me practically walking out in obedience to him still being led and taught by him mm-hmm. but taking ownership of what he's called us to yeah I think a good thing to remember um, in in this contrast is that God is in control. That's number one, right? And then he asks us in his control and his sovereignty to walk alongside him in relationship with him, doing ministry with him, right? And we see this in examples in the Bible, like when um, God said he was going to destroy his people um, after they um, worship the calf, right? Yeah. Um, and Moses like intervenes on behalf of his God, like don't destroy them, mm-hmm. right? And God says he changes his mind because of Moses' intercession on behalf of the people, right? Obviously, God can't change his mind, right? That's not something God is capable of doing. Unless you're an open theist. Maybe. Just kidding. I don't know <laughs> a lot about open theism. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> so that's not that's not something God can do, right? At least with the understanding that I have who God is. Right. Like, if he's seen all of these choices that I would make from the beginning, how could he change his mind on something that he already had seen, Right. So I think the point of this passage is not that God changed his mind, but that he was including Moses within his plan. Moses, like God wanted Moses to care about the people of Israel. So God says he's going to destroy them. Moses intercedes and pleads on the behalf of his people and says, God, like, don't destroy them. And God says he changed his mind because of Moses' intercessions, Mm -hmm. right? Moses is partnering with God in God's plan. God always knew he wasn't going to destroy his people, right? If God knows the end from the beginning, he always knew that they were going to, like, do those things and worship the calf, right? They're always going to walk away from him um, and worship idols. But he still chose to say that thing to Moses to get Moses' response for his people, to have a heart of intercession um, and to intercede for his people. So God is in control and he knows his destiny and plan for his people, right? Um, But he also calls us to walk alongside him in the ministry that he does to his people at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of twofold. Right. Yeah. I would agree. I think there's an ownership that we need to take 
and there's also a leading mm-hmm. that God provides. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, it does get hard sometimes when you are like thinking like, oh, I'm supposed to have God told me this was going to happen, or I felt like so, like someone said that they, God told them this was going to happen, and it hasn't happened. Where where are you, God? And, and like it's something like it's a matter of like reminding yourself of like in the journey, like knowing there's a journey and trying mm-hmm. to like l- like learn to enjoy the journey. Yeah. Right. That's something that God's been confronting me on the last couple, probably like a m- last month and a half. Mm-hmm. I was in a conversation with someone about hiking, and I was like, I don't like the hiking because I just mm-hmm. want the views. I don't like to. I want to walk all that way. Yeah. And then I started thinking. Maybe that's revealing of me as a person. Hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I think I'm a destination person rather than a journey person. Yeah. And so I've been thinking like, oh, okay, I need to like look at the journey and admire the journey and hmm. know there's hardship on the journey and be okay with it and then be confident mm-hmm. that the view is going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever that might look like. And, and I think there's some aspect where it's like, when you say I'm called to this, what does that mean? Right. In some sense, I think people try to say like, oh, I'm called to... Like, for instance, this could happen. I don't know anyone who does this, so I'm not trying to, like, sneak diss anyone at all. This mm-hmm. is just a thing I'm thinking about. It could be that someone say, oh, I'm called to lead worship, so I'm only going to lead worship, and I'm not going to share my faith with my friends or people I don't know, or I'm not going to do evangelism, yeah. right? I would say, well, okay, you can have, like, specific callings, but in the scriptures, you can find your calling, mm-hmm. you know, and you got God's will for your life. I think, I forget where it is, but one of the letters, it says that God's will is our sanctification. Hmm. And then multiple scripture, scriptures, Jesus commands that we share in the gospel and spread mm-hmm. the kingdom. Yeah. Right? So every Christian in the world is called to pursue sanctification, mm-hmm. which means to allow God to change you. And every Christian is called to expand the kingdom via sharing the gospel and to pray for those who are sick and, and those who need healing. Right? We're, we're called to do these things. So everyone flatline has a calling. Your purpose on earth as a Christian, flatline for everybody, is that you would be an active participant in the ex- expanding of the kingdom of God. Hmm. So maybe right now you're listening and you're thinking, oh, God hasn't revealed to me this amazing purpose, or God hasn't told me specifically what job I'm supposed to take. Well, I will encourage you that God has called you to do stuff now and today. You know, mm-hmm. God has called you to steward your personal walk with Jesus Christ, and, our, and he's called us to steward our personal walk with Jesus Christ well. And he's also called us to be an active participant in his kingdom, hmm. you know? And so you start doing those things. You start doing what what's outlined, like, obviously in scripture. And then when God's ready, he can reveal to you the, the subjective calling, you know, what's hmm. specific to you. But also, I would say, ask yourself, what if he doesn't reveal anything? You know, what if you're asking God, like, what's my calling? Where am I supposed to go? How am I supposed to do this? And what if he just doesn't tell you? I mm-hmm. want you to know that, like the scripture says, if you're a Christian, that God's not angry with you. God's not mad at you. He's not withholding from you. Mm-hmm. And to take comfort that you're accepted by God now mm-hmm. and to walk out what's outlined in the Bible for every yeah. Christian to do. Yeah. You know, because it's not like this is a better calling than this. You know, we, mm-hmm. I'll probably, I can try to link it in the, uh, in the after, like at the end of the in video, the I can try yeah. to link, link, link it. Um, but we talked about, um, like what is is secular jobs less spiritual mm-hmm. than like ministry jobs, yeah. right? We talk about no, you know, if you're in the kingdom of God, you're you're a valued member of the society that we call mm-hmm. Christianity, and we need you here, you know. And yeah, not everyone's going to be a celebrity, and we're not even sure if we're going to be. So I don't really want to be a celebrity no. necessarily. We have a podcast. I'll, yeah, I just want to be a podcast and live my life. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, God seriously is still like he hasn't he hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't left you out. He cares about you and mm. he's he you there is things in scripture that you can find what you're called to. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So be yeah. encouraged. It's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Living for God, like, honestly, you're, you're calling. We make it way more complicated than it is a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, most people are called to work a job, tell people about Christ, enjoy this life, and enjoy a relationship with God, right? And it's it's that simple, right? Yep. There are mass mandates given in Scripture, and that's most people's jobs. And God will, of course, guide you through the different areas of life. He obviously has gifted everybody in a different way, um, and people with different callings, with different... Um, gifts that they have in their lives um and you know not everybody's called like say some people are called to be um uh teachers right not everybody's called to be that like Mm -hmm. church pastor teacher some people are called to be able to teach people in their workplace right to be able to just have a conversation with someone and teach them about who god is right they have a passion for teaching because god is god wants them to be able to teach people around them who he is right and about his word and about how to be sanctified right Mm -hmm. and you know it, that's good. Not everybody's job should be to, to be up there on stage. We shouldn't like cover that kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a hard thing to be that kind of person, right? Yeah. I was just thinking about, and that's what I was looking up, um, some verses in Ecclesiastes, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're ever thinking, oh, I wish life was more, you could read Ecclesiastes. <laughs> My help put, puts things in perspective. Yeah. Right? And so the, last, the last two verses, I'm just going to read them. And... Like, be prepared. It don't, you should read this whole book in one sitting. You know, if you break it up into parts, it's going to, you might be sad one day and really happy one day and really sad the next day. Because it's talking about, like, it talks about the vanity of life or the temporariness mm. of life. Mm. Where it's like, this life is so short, man. Like, basically yeah. just like, the, the overarching message, I would say, of Ecclesiastes is life is short. Obey God. Love the people around you. Mm-hmm. And enjoy life. Mm-hmm. You know? And so the last two verses, uh, it's only 12 chapters. It says... It says, the conclusion, when all has been heard, is fear God and keep his commandments, Mm -hmm. because this applies to every person. For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or Mm -hmm. evil. And so it's fear God and and obey him. And that's echoed throughout all of wisdom literature, right? Through Job and through through Proverbs Mm -hmm. and through Ecclesiastes. Like, it's echoed throughout that we should fear God and obey his commands right we have his commands in our word and we can in the word and we can continue to follow them right yeah and so life is a lot more simple i think than we initially make it seem Mm -hmm. upon in in like um charismatic christianity and also in america too we have this idea that you have to achieve the american dream and become super wealthy and become Mm -hmm. like super successful rich person and it's like you know life is meant to be enjoyed Mm -hmm. you know life is given as a gift to find enjoyment and contentment and happiness and and still go after those things in your dreams after absolutely yeah but really find like happiness in and joy in the quiet you know yep excuse awesome. me in, in the simple in the in the unknown yeah and let that bring you some amount of peace that like you don't have to have all of this pressure on your life to you know not that you shouldn't achieve right but you have to have all this pressure in your life like god what is my calling like what school should I go to? What job should I get? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it's not that complicated. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's and like, God lets you choose. Well, where do you want to go? He's like, what? I thought this, I thought you authored all my steps. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So well, be that's blessed. all I gotta say. Yeah. Be blessed. Go take this podcast and then maybe take a walk and do something you enjoy that's simple. Yep. And thank God for the opportunity to do it. Yep. That's all. Adios, amigos. That's all, folks. <laughs>